Welcome, everybody. Let's talk real estate. Your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California. As we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues driving this market today to find the best solutions going forward. With our man right in the middle, Barry Saywitz. Hey, Barry. Hey, good morning, Paul, and good morning to all of our viewers and our listeners out there. If it's Tuesday, we're talking real estate. Today is Tuesday, so we're going to do it again. I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company and managing partner of Saywitz Properties. And if it's one thing that I've learned in my 30-plus years of doing this, it's to try and surround yourself with good people that are smart, that can give you good advice, and then make informed business decisions. And I'm excited about today's show. I'm excited about the month of May for multiple reasons. And I want to get into it. But before we do, I want to do a shout out to all of the students out there. May and June is graduation month and prom month for for high schoolers out there. And so it's an exciting time. Temperatures here, at least in Southern California, are now finally warming up. So I feel like we're on the uptick uh, heading towards summer. And with that said, our game plan for the month of May is sort of a mini look at South Orange County and its growth, its history, its development. And so we have multiple folks from different facets of government and business from South Orange County coming in. And to kick it off for today's show, I want to welcome Chris Maher, who's Senior Vice President of Community Development and Design at Rancho Mission Viejo, which is a major developer landowner in South Orange County. Chris, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. I, uh, uh, I am familiar with Rancho Mission Viejo. And for those folks out there that are not, uh, the company, if you will, is a major long-term historical landowner in South Orange County, master planner, developer, amongst other things. And so I thought maybe you could give us sort of the spiel of, of the company and, and a little bit of the history and, and where it's come uh, over the years as, as South Orange County has continued to grow in the past several decades. Sure. So Rancho Mission Viejo is owned by the, the Moiso family. And Initially, they started off as ranchers and farmers, and they actually didn't get into land development until the five freeway came south from Los Angeles and actually hit the northern boundary of the ranch. And that's when they realized, you know, we can monetize this land a little bit more than just ranching and farming. And that's when in the 1960s, when they first built the city of Mission Viejo. And after that, they moved on to Rancho Santa Margarita, which is now a city in the uh, 1980s then on to Ladera Ranch in the 1990s and 2000s. And it was just as they were finishing up Ladera Ranch that they got an entitlement for the last uh, 13,000, excuse me, 23,000 acres of the ranch. And what that allowed them to do is to carve out six different planting areas across the 23,000 acres, but 13,000 of those acres are held as, excuse me, 17,000 acres are held as permanent open space in perpetuity and they could develop 6,000 acres. So the entitlement is for 14,000 homes on the 6,000 acres and 5 million square feet of non-residential. And so we started building the first uh, phase in 2013. It was the village of Sendero. And then we moved on to Asensia in 2015. And now we've reached the third planning area, which is the biggest. It's going to have several villages, whereas both Asensia and Sandero were rather small, and they just had one village. Planning area three at 2,200 acres will have probably six different villages. 
and we opened our first two phases uh, a year ago, roughly a year ago. It's about a thousand homes and we were about half sold out now and we'll open our next uh, phase of over 500 homes a little bit later this year. So we're quite happy with what's going on, even given the market conditions right now. Yeah, and it really is a city within a city, if you will. I mean, you are really dictating and designing the future of that portion of South Orange County as you as, as you plan these developments. And and so when you do that, I guess, talk a little bit about how that goes. Do, do, is, do I flip a coin and go, hey, I'm going to build a big house, small house, middle size house? Is there some method to the madness? Uh, does the market dictate some of that? How, how does that go? All of that. So, you know, as a community developer, you're, you're responsible for building a complete community, meaning that You need homes for everyone, both for sale and for rent. You need employment opportunities with commercial and retail. And then you need community features like churches and schools and daycare. So you you plan all of that as you move along. And obviously all the utilities and the infrastructure, you know, we're hillside development. So our biggest single expense is actually grading. We move so much dirt out here. And so you really, as you're planning, you have to consider how to self-balance because moving dirt around is very expensive. You don't want to have to truck it. So it's it's really, it's it's very complicated, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds a little bit like a monopoly game, right? I want to put a hotel <laughs> here. I want to put a shopping center here, big house on the corner. And so when you're doing this, the types of other entities that get brought in to do this kind of master planning, I mean, you're dealing obviously with the County of Orange, you're dealing with utility providers, whether it's Edison or the gas company, who are some of the other players that you get involved with uh, from the master side of it? We were very close with our major, um, par- our major partners really are the County of Orange, as you mentioned, Orange County Fire Authority, the Santa Margarita Water District, um, the the various utility companies. And then we work very closely with environmental agencies too, because as I said, so much of our land is held as permanent open space. And we have a number of habitats and endangered species that we need to monitor and maintain. And then is it parks and is it, uh, I assume it's fire stations and all the things that really go into developing a raw piece of land? Absolutely, a lot of parks, a lot of clubhouses, pools, you know, those are the things that draw people into a neighborhood that, you know, provide for the lifestyle that is so rich here at Rancho Mission Viejo. And the people that are coming to Rancho Mission Viejo, are they people that are already in South Orange County? Are they already within close proximity? Are they from out of state, out of the area? Uh, or is it really a combination of all the above? It's a combination of all of the above. Um, Historically, we've mainly drawn within a 10 mile perimeter. We also get a lot of existing Rancho Mission Viejo residents buying another house, moving up to a bigger house. We have a lot of that that goes on because they're so invested in the community. Their friends are here, their family is here. But what was really interesting is during COVID, the amount of sales that we experienced, you know, the whole world shut down. And of course, we, along with all of our builder partners are thinking, oh my gosh, where is this going? But in fact, our sales were crazy. And a lot of it has to do with the open space that surrounds Rancho Mission Viejo. You feel like you're out in the open, in the open air, and there's trails. And so we just, we had a great success during COVID. We're getting a lot more people from Los Angeles than we used to, a lot of people from Northern California. And then we probably have gotten, I think we've had people from almost every state within the United States that have moved to Rancho Mission Viejo. 
Yeah, and I think Orange County seen that as a whole, even a bunch of the desert communities, the migration out of Los Angeles with the congestion, with just the sheer amount of people that are there and the open space in the suburban environment just creates a much better living and lifestyle. And then certainly the people that took advantage of it in COVID could enjoy the outdoors and then hopefully took advantage of the interest rates where they were during that time frame. Yeah, those lovely interest rates. <laughs> right. So we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to. So, so in, in terms of of the types of product that you guys are building and designing, it's affordable, mid range, higher end range, and then uh, are you also building uh, multifamily or rental type of dwellings? And is that a requirement of the county or the state to to have some sort of percentage of each of those? Yes. So uh, what we try to do is to try to try to capture as much of the market as we can. So through product segmentation, having a mix of homes, you can capture different parts of the market. And so we really focus on, okay, in this phase, you know, what do we want to go after? And we really focus, you know, what size homes we put on the ground, what the price point's going to be. We do have a, a responsibility with the county to provide affordable housing. And we do that through the, some of the apartments that we build. So we do for rent, for sale, we do million dollar homes, and we also do much lower price points. As a matter of fact, when we planned our latest village, Rienda, in planning area three, we really focused on attainability. We spent uh, a good year working with different architectural firms, prototyping different types of housing typologies to try to figure out how to get affordable homes on the ground. And we really, managed to do that our home we have starter homes for uh, $500,000 in the $500,000 price range which as you know in Orange County that's remarkable you could get a brand new home for fi- around $500,000 which is below the median price of a home it, right? it really is you know and, and we really worked the equation because our goal was to make it more affordable to own a home than to rent even though we do rental as well but we wanted to make sure that the mortgage payment, the HOA dues, and the property taxes were less than they were paying in rent, and, and we accomplished that. We were really pleased. Yeah, and again, depending upon where you're coming from, if you're coming from areas that are further north in Orange County or Los Angeles, it becomes easier to do that because you're coming from a more expensive area and not getting as much for it. That's right. And so when you design these, uh, whichever the housing is, I guess let's talk about the multifamily for a second. Do you then keep the multifamily, own it, and operate it yourselves? Do you source out the management, or is it really just outsourced to a third party and then someone else builds it and they own it and you're just the master planner? How does that work? The four rental apartments that we build, they they are with a partner and they do stay in the family portfolio for long-term income. But any of the multifamily projects, such as condominiums and townhomes, those are built by our neighborhood builder partners. Uh, we sell the land, and then and they then they develop those products. Right, and then that's all sold to the third-party right. homeowner at the end of the day. That's right. And then in terms of the retail and the commercial and the other ancillary services that are the infill around these homes to provide the support, does Rancho Mission Viejo then keep those properties again to in the portfolio to control it on a long-term basis? They do with, with a partner. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And, and so when you're designing these homes, uh, I guess let's talk about the environmental side for a second, because there's a lot of talk about solar. There's a lot of talk about being environmentally conscious uh, and then just having these sort of smart homes. We've done other shows on, on things that people are doing to design sort of the new wave of home. Are you looking at that kind of stuff as well and incorporating that into what you're building? Now, we, we don't build the homes. So our neighborhood builders build the homes and they have a responsibility to meet the market. You know, what, what is the market demanding? And, and they do a really great job at that. I, you know, they're all very um, successful with what they do and they're very savvy. But, you know, we do have certain technology requirements that we, we uh, encumber the builder with because we want our, our community to be very connected. And we spend a lot of time thinking about technology you know, we have a community, community Wi-Fi. It's basically work from anywhere. You can go anywhere within the community with your laptop and work, have, have a signal and work. So that's been very important. It's been one of our initiatives over the last couple of years to drive that. Yeah, that seems like a, a, a balance with the frills and the technology combined with the price, right? I got to keep it in check. That's right. And then, you know, we've seen it. I own a commercial brokerage company, so we represent corporations that are looking at moving and 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 uh, renewing leases and finding places all the time. And so we have clients of ours that are have the executives that live in South Orange County, where the facility historically may have been located, either in North Orange County or further away. And they would love to try and get it into South Orange County, and and some of them do, uh, and and others is just not cost effective. But it seems like when companies are relocating to South Orange County, then that creates more demand for the housing side as well. Absolutely, you know, and we have a significant portion of our residents who do work from home because they're for the most part working professionals by and large, and they have the ability to work from home. And it's really remarkable the percentage of residents that we actually have working from home or who move their, like you said, move their small business down here into one of the commercial projects where we built so they they have a shorter commute. Right, or, or no commute, or or, uh, no commute. Or, or I take a break and go walk around the block or the park, right, which you just right, can't right. do in other places. No, it makes, makes perfect sense. And so where, uh, you know, uh, where do you see, I guess let's fast forward and we'll, we'll talk about where we are in today's world at the moment. Interest rates have run uh, up dramatically fed's going to meet this week and and rumor has it that they're going to raise it again does that have an impact on the sales and the trends uh in, in your world in terms of, of product moving you know it has but not to the extent that we've seen in the surrounding communities near us i think because of the lifestyle that Rancho Mission Viejo offers, there's still a huge market for our homes. You know, we meet regularly with our builder partners, and by and large, they report that their sales at Rancho Mission Viejo have held up much better than a lot of the other markets that they're in. So we feel very positive about that. The other thing is the builders have, you know, a lot of levers that they can pull you know, with what the interest rates are doing. They can buy down rates, they can lower sale prices, they can offer more incentives. So the, that all helps, but there's always gonna be life-changing experiences where people need to buy a home, whether it's a marriage or a pregnancy or a divorce or an aged parent that needs to move in with you. There's always reasons people are need to purchase a home regardless, regardless of what the interest rates are doing. So we, we've still had very strong sales despite what's going on with the economy. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, as much as the builders uh, and yourself would like to sell everything as quickly as possible, everybody's in it for the long haul. And so if something takes a little longer to move as a result of what's going on in the economy, it's not going to break the bank. 
uh, or change the overall plan at the end of the day. Uh, uh, And and so with that said, are you still looking ahead for future development and next, you mentioned it, but I mean, next phases and, and, and beyond, or does the current environment with the economy cause you to pull back or delay future projects uh, or phases? You know, we did pull back. Last April, we were supposed to sell land again, meet with our builder partners and, and sell land for residential development. And we put that on hold. And it was probably a good idea that we did that. Right now, over the last two weeks, we've reached out to our builder partners and we've been meeting with them individually and showing them what we have planned for our next two phases of development and sort of testing you know, their ability to purchase land. And they're all very bullish right now because as I mentioned with our grading operation, it takes us 18 months, 24 months, where when we say go to when we actually have models open. So, you know, in meeting with our builder partners, that's looking about the 2026 timeframe. And they're all very excited about the, the possibility of opening models in Rancho Mission Viejo in 2026. So we probably will be going back to a land sale in the next month or so. Yeah, and you would think that, and you would hope that the current inventory that you have, by the time that you had new stuff that would come available, that that those things would be gone and sold out for the most part. Yeah, I believe they will be because of the delay from last year. I think that we'll actually have a lull out here, which isn't ideal, but because you lose some momentum, but and, it's just the way it is. Yeah, and and, and not to compare uh, Mission Viejo to other cities, but it seems like there are multiple different opportunities with different price points, and not that that doesn't exist in other cities. But uh, I don't want to compare it to Irvine, but Irvine is sort of the you know the 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 big dog in terms of the major development uh, and and just the sheer quantity of what they have. But it, it seems like you have uh, I, I don't want to say it's a better sell, but it's a different sell and it's a good sell. And with the different price points and the suburban environment. Um, and, and the open space, uh, are you competing with whether it's an Irvine or whether it's a, a San Clemente or, or any other place? I mean, or, or is it really people that want to be located in, in Mission Viejo? They come and then it's just a question of finding what they what they like or what they want. You know, you have to always assume that you have competition. I mean, I think you're, you're really deluding, you're, delu- you're delusional if you don't realize that. Um, but I, I do know that people choose Rancho Mission Viejo for a very specific reason, and it's for a reason that you really can't find in other places in Orange County, much what you mentioned, the outdoors, the open space, the, the nature. I mean, it's, 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 you can't find it anywhere else. So it, it really is a very special and unique place. And it, are there, um, on the commercial side of things, so is the program... I build the homes first, and then I put in the support systems around it, whether it's the retail or the shopping center or the dry cleaner or the service uh, uh, businesses that people need. Um, is it a chicken and the egg? Which one comes first? The homes have to come first. And it's always sort of a sticking point with, with our residents who do move in. And it's, it's a while before we can bring in retail. Uh, if we could bring a Trader Joe's into Rancho Mission Viejo, we'd be heroes forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's tough. You have to have rooftops in order to attract retail, and uh, it's difficult. That That's one of our biggest challenges, to be quite honest. Is that I have to drive to the market or I have to drive for whatever service I need, and it's just a little further than if I went someplace else where it's right around the corner. Thank goodness for Instacart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, and, and the, those people that are working from home, you know, they, uh, you know, my brother's one of them, and he was ordering food, you know, during COVID every day and just having it dropped at the front door and, um, you know, never left the house uh, for good or bad. Right. <laughs> so, 
in, in terms of the overall economy, not that either of us are prognosticators or that we have a crystal ball, but uh, assuming that um, the economy continues to be, I'm going to just call it volatile in the sense that every day there's something going on. I mean, it's just not all roses and certainly unpredictable. We have all kinds of things with uh, banks uh, in trouble and, and uh, um, interest rates going up, stock market back and forth. Um, do you guys as a company watch those other things or is it really more focused on the sales side of it and if the sales are going I mean I think the two go hand in hand but I guess I'm curious your thoughts no we have to watch we have to watch and monitor all those things Uh, it's great that we have good sales but you know we want to we are in the business to make money too so we want to maximize the value of our land so we have to carefully consider monitor market conditions as to when is the optimum time to sell land. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we, even though it's all rosy sometimes out here, you know, we still have to stay on top of trends. And do the builders then push back? Because I mean, I know in our own business on the apartments that we have, there's still supply chain issues on some stuff, uh, but probably more than the supply chain issue of getting it is when you get it, it's expensive. Everything costs more. Yeah, it's unbelievable how much things cost today. And I remember, uh, I built a little amenity in uh, 2015, and I replicated almost the same square footage and, and programming on the site, and and it just opened. Uh, it just opened yesterday, actually, and the price tag was more than double from 2015. I, yeah. you can't even wrap your head around that. Yeah, and the, then you, the supply you, chain issues do seem to be easing a bit. Um, you know, it's here and there. There's still things that um, are difficult to get, but it definitely has eased up a, a, a bit. Yeah, and and traffic at the port is down from what everyone is saying. I I think the supply chain is not as big of an issue as just everybody raised the price of everything. And and then it becomes an issue of how can I get this done with the framework that I'm trying to do. And and had you known, you would have built uh, all the parks and, you know, uh, bought a whole bunch of stuff uh, a year or two ago. But uh, nobody knew that at the time. And and so now you have to deal with it in today's environment with the cost structure that you have. That's correct. So in terms of projects and developments that are currently going on, what would be, I guess, uh, the plug for the, the, the phases that you have going on now that, that you're most excited about? You know, right now we're planning um, a 55 plus neighborhood uh, that will be about 700 homes total. And so we're in the process of planning the clubhouse amenity for the, for those 700 homes. And those, those are always really fun. They're, they're very expensive, but they're fun to think about and plan. And what's really interesting about this particular facility is that the 55 plus buyer is changing. So, you know, you historically think of the 55 plus buyer as the baby boomers. We know and love them so well. They've been a huge uh, market for us over the years. But now the uh, Gen Xers are turning 55. As a matter of fact, the leading Gen Xers are 57. So as we're planning this club, which will open probably in 2026 or 2027, you have to recognize that that's your new buyer. And what are they looking for? I mean, you you can't afford to build something that they're not going to want to use. So we actually conducted a series of focus groups at the end of last year and, and asked them, you know, what are you looking for in terms of community offerings and lifestyle and and uh, it was a lot of the information that we, we would expect, which was good, it's just sort of a confirmation, but you always have to stay ahead and monitor where the, where the, where the, um, where the trends are going. And this is an example of that, you know, with, the, with these new 55 plus buyers, what are they really looking for? Are they even ready for 
deed restricted homes do they still have adult kids living at home which would preclude them from buying these homes so we have to consider all that as we move forward and that's what makes it really fun and challenging as we look forward to our next projects and unlike uh, i'll just compare it to laguna woods which is an older community that has ongoing uh, maintenance and upkeep issues and while they have a ton of amenities a, a new property and a new project you, you don't have those kinds of concerns going in you basically get something that's nice and new that's right but you end up with those things <laughs> at the end of the day eventually yeah, you will right? yeah <laughs> but and, and i agree i mean the 55 and up uh buyer and market really is the next wave of it um in, in terms of people that are either want to downsize from where they're at and take the cash and travel or use it or save it or you know spend it or whatever the case is uh, and not have all their money going into their home uh and then on top of it i, I want to meet people and i want to have the social environment so i mean i i'm a big fan of the the 55 and up and i i really do think that that's uh, sort of the next uh, wave and home run of of development and will attract more people because as you get the older people then their kids will want to live close by and we do see that um, we have parents move here and then they get their kids to move here or vice versa we have a we see a lot of that going on families moving in near each other in, within our communities really nice yeah so let's talk we only have a couple of minutes left i told you to go quick and then geez you blink and we're almost done but um in terms of just the balance of 2023 as far as general game plan for Rancho Mission Viejo, and I guess I'll lump in the, the builder partners because they're sort of tied together. Do you see yourself sticking with the plan that you have in place at the moment, which is, you know, keep doing what you're doing and try and sell what you can, or, or do you foresee that there may be other factors that will uh, modify uh, the game plan, at least between now and the end of the year? And, and I guess I'd just follow that with what's sort of the biggest factor that you guys talk about that may have an impact on what you're doing uh, in terms of the overall economy. You know, we're always thinking about, you know, is it is it right to sell land? Is it the time to sell land? And I think that we're pretty committed right now that it is going to be a good time, given our time frame with models opening in two years from now. I think the market will be in an up cycle, hopefully, knock on wood, right? But, you know, you even look around and you consider these bank failures. And, I mean, whoever thought that we would have bank failures again? It's, it's mind-boggling to me. So there's always those black swan events out there that you just can't predict. But... You know, you have to have a sound game plan and you have to stick with it as best you can. And that that's the way we typically operate. And, and as other folks have expressed on the show, I mean, you're in it for the long haul. You're not going anywhere, right? We're not and, going anywhere. And I, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway, which is your view on South Orange County and, and Mission Viejo as a whole in the future. Goodbye. Is it the place to be and does it continue to evolve and, and, and to grow as it has over the past couple of decades? Absolutely. I think... You know, as Orange County ages and, you know, we're going to start to move to more infill projects, particularly up in the northern part portion of the county, I think Rancho Mission Viejo will continue to provide a lifestyle that you just won't be able to find anywhere else because of the size of the community. You know, the number of amenities, just the, the sheer scale of it and, and the open space, you know, you, you just can't find this anywhere else. So I, I think we will continue to really thrive as a community as we go forward. I agree 100 percent. And so, you know, with that, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your thoughts and, and talking about the company and the ranch and uh, certainly wish you and Rancho Mission Viejo and, and the family and everybody involved uh, much continued success and, and appreciate the lack of, uh, not the lack of, but the, the extensive planning and 
and uh, forethought that you have in continuing to develop what you have and, and make Orange County a better place for everyone to live. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. So with that said, I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company. We will see you next week on Let's Talk Real Estate. Thanks again to everybody here at OC Talk Radio, Paul, Sophia, the whole staff for putting it on uh, each week uh, and again today. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. you have it you've been listening to let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in southern california on orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from our studio here at the university of california irvine's beal applied innovation center